Well, hey, and welcome to our time this morning of Coffee with Alan. Uh, I've got my coffee. hope you got yours. Um, so we are the next day after the election, um, or at least what's, uh, what's happening with the election, um, and, and that it is basically stalled. And uh, so it's interesting. So last night, I, was just, I just had a couple thoughts for today uh, as, we, as, we're, as we're waiting, right? Um, so last night, I was sharing with my son, Jackson, um, about the election and just telling him, hey, Jackson, there's, there's something really important happening right now in our country. You know, we live in America. And uh, so there's something really important happening today. You know what it is, Jackson? And he's like, what, Daddy? He said, the election. We're, we're choosing our senior leader, the senior leader of our country. Uh, and uh, so he didn't really, really quite get it. but <laughs> And so, I mean, again, he, he will get it later. You know, I'll wait for him to, to get it. Um, and, uh, but I had a couple thoughts about, about, about that. Cause I was telling him, you know, this is a really important time. And, uh, I, I was thinking about it last night. So I stayed up until about 1am, uh, waiting. I was waiting just cause I was, you know, I wasn't obsessed with, with, with the results. Uh, I just, I, I knew that, you know, there, that there's something important, uh, about this election. I know many people just, you know, went to sleep and they're like, ah, I just don't want to care. Uh, I just, I'll see you in the morning and that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm one that, uh, I know I sleep, um, better, not so much like when, when this happens or that, like the, when the, the outcome is, 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 is desired, but just knowing, right. Uh, knowing helps, helps me sleep better. Um, and so it was, it was this, I stayed up because I felt like it was important to know, uh, for me. And, uh, and so we wait on things that are important to us and, thinking about, okay, you know, as, as I've been preaching, um, that we belong, you know, we, as, as, as believers in the church that we, uh, that, you know, us saints that we belong to a kingdom that is not of this world, that Jesus's kingdom is not of this world. And, you know, Amberlynn was, my wife was even telling me that last night she was tempted to just break out the sh- the champagne, uh, because it doesn't matter who wins this election, that our, our true King, our president of, above, above all presidents, uh, is still on his throne and he's not elected. So we can just celebrate that, that he's ruling and reigning still from his throne. Uh, and, and, and there's so much validity to that, um, <coughs> that, you know, that we as in the church, like I, like I talked about a couple of days ago on my special edition, um, election edition, um, is that we, we, we believe that, that Jesus is truly still on his throne and that nothing else in all of this world will ever change that. Uh, he's not elected. He's, he's not chosen from by us. Um, but he, uh, he's not even, like you said in the, in the scriptures, like he, he's not even worshiped or even served by human hands as though he needed anything, but he himself gives to mankind life and breath and everything. So we get everything from God. Um, and so <laughs> because he is, he is benevolent. He's as, as it's been said, he's a benevolent dictator. Uh, my friend David Fairchild would say, um, and so we wait on things that are important to us. And I wonder how much of how how many of us have truly, truly. I mean, we we talk about this, and we've seen the you know the, the Jesus is better than presidents, and Jesus is king over the. And I think oftentimes we say these things almost tritely, uh, almost you know wrote uh, wrote thought that oh Jesus is still on his throne, but what's going to happen with the election? I hope my candidate wins. 
and I'm going to stress out and freak out and go protest if he doesn't. It's almost this like we're trying to convince ourselves um, to not freak out because we are, um, because we're not truly waiting on the Lord. We're, we're anxious. Uh, and I love how I, I read uh, the other day just the, an expression of us as the church, um, us as, as the, uh, the the people of God, and um, and this this thought stems from another, from another thought. And I'm trying to not rabbit trail too much, but um, there was a post on Facebook uh, about it was a video game. It's like our video games, the last uh, I believe it's it was like the the last rescue or the last reserve for masculinity, for manhood in our country. And I was I was like, no, the the church is. Because the church is where we understand what true masculinity is all about. And I posted that. Um, and I, I posted, you know, if we went through this series in our men's group called Ma- Authentic Manhood, where, you know, the four as- aspects of, of authentic manhood are that we accept responsibility, that we reject passivity, that we lead courageously, and that we invest eternally. And th- these, thing- these four things have been really impactful, specifically even in my life rec- you know, recently as well. Um, but then it's interesting, like to see one of the comments on it and that basically one of the guys, cause it was a secular, it was an ad on daily, daily wire, I believe it was, but this guy posted, he was like, your church is a joke. And I was like, what do I say to that? What do I, what do I say to a gentleman who is anxious, who, who seems like he may be hurting or have, have had a bad experience with the church. I've had bad experiences with the church. You've probably had bad experiences with, with you know, organized religion and faith, but how do I present myself in a way that is actually being a catalyst to be a, a, a non-anxious presence in this world? I love that. I love that phrase, being a non-anxious presence in this world. So how do we as the church, as you, how do you as a believer, as a saint in Jesus Christ, a Christian, how do you be a non-anxious presence in our world. How do you wait on the Lord? Truly wait on the Lord. Because remember, we wait for things that are important to us. I waited up till 1 a.m. And that's and then woke up this morning at 6.30 and it was still not decided. <laughs> and so, and that's the thing. is like, how do we wait? Not on, on results from the world necessarily, Um, I mean, it's, it's, those things are are fine. Like I'm not judging, judging for waiting on, on things like that. Like, you know, obviously, because I went and stayed up all night, not really all night, but, but how do you wait on the Lord and be a presence for peace in the midst of a chaotic world? Because right now I, I think we're seeing, you know, the head of a very difficult time in our, in our culture. Um, here in Montana, you, you you may have seen that you know that red swept that you know that you know Gianforte and and Rosendale and um, Danes and and everything passed. Also, pot is legal. Marijuana is now legal in Montana recreationally. It looks like, and, and so the, all these different things do people, and so we vote for different issues and different people, and so may, we, yeah, hooray for our side or no, oh, the other side is taken over. And that, that stirs within us this anxiety, this, this, this stress. Um, and the question is, does God want that for you? Right? 
we read in, in our in our, our day-to-day Bibles uh, a few days ago uh, where Abner, um, he had taken uh, the, the son of Saul after he had died in battle. He took the son of Saul to the north and he set him up as the king over the northern the northern tribes of Israel after King Saul had died. But David had already been anointed as king over Israel, over the entire nation of Israel. Uh, and so he ruled from Judah. Uh, from the south, from the south, which would actually set the pace, set, you know, pave the way, set the tone for the divided kingdom after the death of Solomon. But as we look at uh, in that divided kingdom, that one guy took this uh, this gentleman that he f- he felt strongly needed to be the pre- you know, their their king and raised him up, and he ruled in the north for two years. They had this divided nation, this divided country, and in the south, David ruled because he was anointed by by Samuel to to be king. Um. And so Abner is, is a, is element is a phrase that he's, he's is a, is a character that we can see in scripture that he was not waiting on the Lord, that he wasn't listening to the Lord. He, he followed and he was loyal to Saul. He was loyal to hit to his side. Um, but God chose the other side. God chose David. Um, now I, I don't want to mix and, and, and mix metaphors and say that Israel back then or America today is the new Israel, of, you know, here, like where God's chosen people. And so we can basically take the old Testament and overlap it onto our culture today. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying we can, we can hear and, and feel <coughs> the tension of a divided country. Can we not? But what did David do? Did he rise up and just, and fight and, and conquer the other side? No. Because he knew that he was God's anointed. And so we understand that no matter who wins in this election, that remember, Jesus is king. That our king is not elected. That God chose the king, you know, God chose King David in the same way that God himself rules his people still today. Not as a nation, not America, but as the church. And how do we as the church, as the, as the nation, the holy priesthood, the royal nation, uh, the royal people of God, a holy nation, how do we, I love that, that, that verse, you just, you know, but we have, you know, we are a, uh, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people called according to his purposes to proclaim his marvelous light, you know, to, to proclaim the, the excellencies of, of, of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's, that's the verse. And so how do we wait on that? Which is important because whatever happens in this election will set the tone for the next four years and be praying for our leaders, no matter if you, if your guy won or not, you know, no matter if your, you know, your, 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 uh, bill went through or not, you know, LR 130 or the marijuana laws or whatever it is. How can you today, because today is going to be a, a, a weird day because everyone was expecting, you know, there to be an outcome definitively today. And maybe there might be later today, but how today can you be a presence, a non-anxious presence in your life to bring peace? Blessed are the peacemakers. Basically that, that verse would say, blessed are the peace bringers, the shalom bringers. How can you be a, a source for peace, a source for calm, a source for love? How can you be that smile today to someone who 
maybe freaking out and being anxious because they're so overwhelmed with the desire for their side to win. And maybe they're not, or maybe they will. Maybe they're nervous. Maybe there's people infighting today. Families, man, I tell you what, as we come up to Thanksgiving, man, I've already heard of one family that's basically saying if, if she comes to Thanksgiving, I'm not because she's such, you know, there, there's this family division over politics. And so how can you, man, I, I want to encourage you guys as much as you can, as much as, as you're you know, praying and seeking the Lord's heart and, and praying and, and seeking God's heart to be placed within you, you know, that, that heart of flesh, not that heart of stone, that heart of flesh, that heart to feel and, and have compassion and, and not stand on politics, but understand that your king is Christ. And Christ, our, our king is a God of love. Our king is a king of love and joy and compassion and invitation. And so instead of being a voice for your political party at Thanksgiving, what about being a voice for your true king, the kingdom of God, the King Jesus, you know, that our king, our king Jesus, be a presence for him, be a vote for him, wear him on your mask. And be a non-anxious presence as you wait upon the Lord. I don't want to, I want to pray as we as we end our time today, uh, just as, as we're as we're wrapping this up. And I, I just I feel led to pray over over this today as you listen to this and as you engage with your life today. God, we I just thank you so much for this this time in our human history where we as the church get a very um, important look. To reef, to reach, reframe our trajectory, to to reposition our minds and our hearts, to understand and and believe God, to understand what we believe and who we believe and in whom we have believed, and placed our faith and placed our allegiance and pledged ourselves and our lives and placed you as Lord of our lives. God, I pray that you would show us your glory, show us your authority show us your kingdom show us your kinghood and help us lord jesus to be your presence to bring your kingdom believing that your kingdom has come and for us to be your kingdom lord jesus to to bring your kingdom in into our world and god to to reach out to others to build your kingdom so that others may experience your rule and your reign because you're good. You're not a tame lion, but you are good. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And I pray that those listening and watching today, wherever, wherever they're at in this scale, Lord, in, in this spectrum, Lord, would, be, would, would, would find peace to breathe, to wait on you, Lord, to pray for your spirit, to enter into your Shalom. Enter into your rest today. I pray if there's anyone who is watching or listening, Lord Jesus, that doesn't know you, that hasn't proclaimed you as Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray today, as, 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 as they're watching, Lord, I pray that, that you would draw them to yourself, that you would open their eyes to see the kingdom of God, that it is good, that you are a God of love, that you are a God of compassion, you are the true king of kings and in your kingdom there is no darkness there is no 
pain, there is no suffering. As you, as you're, you promised in Revelation, that, that one day every tear will be wiped away. There will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death, no more brokenness. And God, we can enter into that kingdom today. And I invite them, Lord Jesus, to experience your, your grace and your joy in the midst of this chaos going on around us between coronavirus, COVID-19, and this election and everything else going on in our society right now, God. I pray for your peace. I pray for your rest. And I pray overall, Lord Jesus, for your hope, that you would bring hope to our cities and to our friends and families through us, your people. Love you, God. We put all these things into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Now, if you're one that, that uh, wants to know more about receiving Jesus Christ as your as your Lord and Savior and pledging allegiance to him and him, him alone and being baptized and becoming a Christian, becoming what we call a saint, I, I invite you, uh, message, message us. My, my email is alan, A-L-A-N, at theshiftchurch.com. Please email, email me, contact me. I'd love to, to talk with you. Um, so until next time, be a, a, a non-anxious presence in our world today and experience waiting on the Lord to experience his peace. Have a good day, guys.